Welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking to Tim Foreman, the bass player from Switchfoot. They're one of the best bands in the world and they write some of the best lyrics. The most reflective, deep, powerful lyrics get you thinking. You might have heard them on, on the radio with songs like Meant to Live and Dare You to Move and This Is Home from the Narnia series. And, uh, you know, they just started a couple of brothers, Surfy Boys in San Diego. And uh, we're talking to uh, to Tim from Switchfoot. Welcome to History Makers. Hey, thanks, man. Good to be here. So tell us how it all started. Well, um, much like you said, it started with you know very very humble goals of uh, playing songs because that's what we love to do. So there's three of us at the time: my brother, myself, and our drummer Chad. We all met from surf competitions in San Diego. We all grew up surfing together and competing and. We started playing music together, and uh, along the way, we picked up a couple other members, so now there's five of us. And then I think at one stage, you got a phone call from a guy named Charlie Peacock, who's one of like the fathers of, of Christian music, is a great producer, brilliant songwriter himself. Uh, how much of an influence was he on, on you guys uh, when you started out? Uh, yeah, he was huge. Uh, I mean, the fact that uh, he was able to hear through the, the terrible-sounding demo that, <laughs> that he received... And and realized that there was uh, there were songs beneath the loud cymbals and bad recordings to his credit because I don't think many people could have heard that. <laughs> and uh, so he gave us a phone call and um, signed us to his indie label called Rethink. And I was still in high school at the time, and uh, he was a, played a big role in kind of helping us shape how our faith integrates with our art and uh, culture. Well, you know, I was doing radio back then. And I remember getting a copy of The Legend of Chin on my desk and thinking, wow, this band is going to make it. These guys are going to, they're going to be on the map. They're awesome. And, and then New Aid to Be Human came out, Learning to Breathe. And then all of a sudden, the beautiful letdown came out and you had worldwide fame. Like things really cracked open for you guys. Meant to Live was on mainstream radio and music TV shows. How did everything change after cracking the, the mainstream market? Um, it was definitely, you know, a dream of ours to take the songs outside of just the four walls of the church, you know. I think it's always been really important for us to have songs that speak within the church and within people that share our faith, those groups, but also to reach outside of those those walls. And, um, you know, I feel like these songs are songs of hope and redemption and the broken human condition and that there's hope beyond that. And so to have these songs be reached by people who don't share the same faith of ours is, is a real honour and a gift, you know. It's, it's not something that we take lightly. Absolutely. And, you know, the number of times I've seen your clips played and heard your songs played on mainstream radio, uh, just here in Australia, I just think um, it's the influence you guys have. Now, you, you've ended up touring with a lot of, you know, big mainstream bands and playing different festivals and concerts and rub shoulders with some of the well-known bands around the world. Have you had an opportunity to be a positive influence on them when you're on tour or you're performing with them or on TV with them or something, you know? I hope so. I think that, um, you know, every day we're alive, no matter what you're doing, you're changing the world, you know, by yeah. the way you treat the people around you and love them. And So, you know, I, I hope that the way we treat people when we, uh, when we meet them and work with them uh, is uh, 
you know, just as loud of a voice as anything we could ever say. Um, and then there are those opportunities, too, where you, you do have a relationship with someone and you can, you're able to dive in deeper than that, you know. So I think that's a high calling that, you know, anyone who's a believer has is the realization that the way we treat people matters, you know, it's important. And tell me, uh, you mentioned before that you always had a dream to get your music out of the four walls of the church. What is the Foreman Brothers church experience? Were you guys raised in the church, you know, in a conservative church? Actually, we were, yeah. Yeah, um, John and I are brothers, and our dad is a pastor and has been a pastor uh, since I was born. So that's, um, we definitely grew up with that. And uh, he was, I think, really instrumental in helping shape the way we, uh, we approach our art and you know, the way we, we think about the integration there with, with our faith. You know, he never gave us any sort of uh, delineation between sacred and secular. You know, I think uh, we're all on a journey of finding faith and um, to, to say that, you know, someone who, who doesn't label himself a Christian isn't invited to the club, you know, isn't invited to listen to the songs uh, is certainly not what we're about. And, um, you know, I'm sure he played a big part in that. And what kind of a church um, is your dad a pastor of? It's a non-denominational. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet it's the kind of church that reaches out to its community well, hey? Yeah, definitely. It's very involved in community and you know we do uh surf contests and that sort of thing you know to raise money for charities and um yeah it's, it's a church that i'm very proud to be a part of and uh you know john wesley said the world is my parish you guys can truly say that you, your albums have been sold all over the world now you've had so many different smash hits and you've got a new album uh, hello hurricane just released with the I, i've seen the track mess of me what's all that about i've made a mess of me what, what's what's the message behind that song I, I think it was Ralph Emerson who said uh, that every man dies and not every man truly lives. And uh, I think that's, that's kind of um, at the heart of, of that song. And the punchline is, I want to spend the rest of my life alive. And, um, you know, it acknowledges those, those uh, dark moments in our lives that I think everyone's had, where you're at the bottom of the well looking up. And it also acknowledges the... Um, the current trend in our society to look for the quick fix, you know, that there's got to be a quick fix to, you know, whether it's medication or, um, or some more subtle form of, uh, of making the pain go away, you know. Um, but when in reality, it, it takes a commitment to, uh, to start living life. Yeah, well, you know, there's so many songs that uh, John's written, and you've been involved in, in some of the songwriting I know too, Tim, that have really um, got me thinking over the years. One of, one of them is one of my favourites is "The Shadow Proves the Sunshine," and I found out oh, that cool. it, it was inspired by a fact-finding trip that you guys took to South Africa. Do you want to tell us about that? Um, I'm glad you like that song. That's one of my personal favourites. And um, we, we took this trip to, to South Africa. That was, uh, you know, I think a lot of people take trips to um, do acts of service in uh, places that are in need, and um, I think that's really good and important. With this trip, I, I wouldn't categorize it as that simply because we felt like, um, you know, who are we to uh, to show up and think that we've got the solutions to, to fix, you know, someone else's problems. We just simply wanted to go and learn from these people that, that are certainly in the fight of their lives, struggling against AIDS and poverty, and yet they have such a wealth of hope and uh, wisdom and beauty and strength that, uh, you know, they're certainly not poor, 
in in areas that you you wouldn't expect. They're poor in certain ways, but rich in other areas. And so we had a great time just uh, spending time in these villages. And uh, one of the things we took away was the idea that these kids who have nothing by by any material standards, and yet they have everything when it comes to hope and joy and uh, just the light in their eyes. So much happier than most of the kids you see. In, in the U.S. Who, who might have all the latest and greatest gadgets. So that, that, that kind of spawned the idea uh, the, the shadow proves the sunshine, that they're in, you know, some of the, against some of the darkest odds and opposition, that uh, there, there was a hope brighter than what we would often find in the States. And, you know, I, I've been so impressed to see all the different charities you guys are involved with. Uh, on that trip, you were actively involved with Bono's charity, uh, uh, Data, or you guys would call it Data. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> which uh, promotes AIDS awareness and debt relief for developing nations. Is, is that a big passion for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, between data and and now the one campaign, um, you know, it's, it's it's great to to be a part of something that's bigger than um, simply making music. You know, and uh, so we've been able to work with a lot of other organizations here in the states too, uh, like Habitat for Humanity and. It's kind of been our new motto of late to uh, not simply go on tour and not just play shows. I think that's important, and the music is certainly important. But, uh, you know, if we're going to be out on the road, let's do something tangible as well that can be felt with real hands, you know. Um, so it's been great to be able to wake up and work on, you know, building a house uh, with Habitat, or on this tour we're collecting canned goods. And so, you know, there's a lot of people looking for food. So, you know, I think that's an example of something really simple that, any one of us could do. It's just a matter of grabbing some food and taking it to a local shelter. Now, some of the other charities you've been a part of, the, the Keeper Breast Foundation, Habitat for Humanity, Invisible Children, one that's just become popular in Australia is To Write Love on Her Arms. What's that charity all about? Yeah, that's, that's an organisation that was started by a close friend of ours that's addressing the real uh, concern and problem lately of uh, teen uh, suicide, depression... Um, cutting. So there's a lot of really dark uh, lies that are being sold to you know young adults these days. And the the lie is that there's no hope. There's no one you can talk to about these things. Um, it's this uh, this dark secret that that no one talks about. So True I Love on Her Arms is a great organization that lets people know that they're not alone and that there's counselors that they can talk to to seek professional help for depression. And uh, it gets the dialogue started, which is, as we know, the first step to uh, to recovery. Now let's find out a bit more about you, Tim. So you were raised, uh, you know, by a pastor, and uh, you know, going to church regularly and uh, surfing as a teenager. Was there a time for you where you were, you know, where you can say, yes, this is when I became a Christian, or was there a time when you were really away from God and then eventually you came back? Like, how did your conversion experience happen? Well, my brother led me to Christ when I was really young, uh, five years old. And uh, but you know, I, for me, um, it's kind of been a, a daily journey too. You know, I, I think there's days where I, I wake up and I feel like I need to be baptized all over again. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I, I, I need to uh, preach to my own soul, you know, on a daily basis to remind me of what's important and and uh, not buy into you know the the modern-day life, that the money or success or any of these other things uh, will ever bring happiness. And just on that too, you know, I mean, I know you're married and you've got, have you got one 
son or have you got more children now? Yeah, I've got two kids now. Two kids. Wow. So you're busy, okay? <laughs> your wife with two yeah. kids. You just released a new album. You're traveling, doing media interviews. How do you, in your busy life, how do you take your time to have your devotions with God and your, your personal time with God? Well, you know, it's it's not easy. Um, I can't brag that I'm, uh, I've got it figured out. I'm continually learning how to balance that and, um, and how, how to find that balance, which, uh, you know, I think we're all in that same boat there. When I talk to other believers around the country, around the world, that's one a struggle that we're all in together. But I think, you know, getting time alone and carving that out, making that a priority is, uh, is definitely an important thing for us to do to stay focused on the road. Now, Tim, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know what, it's been so good to hear this cool bass player from this cool band, Switchfoot, who, you know, lives the rock and roll lifestyle, but actually lives a godly lifestyle, lives a lifestyle for his creator, married with kids, uh, he's actually quite grounded with a solid foundation in his faith. There might be people listening that are thinking, you know what, I've never really had a solid foundation in my faith, I've never really connected with God or had a relationship with God. W- would you speak to those listeners and, and just, you know, coach them through how they would, you know, give their heart to God? Well, I'm no, uh, I'm no expert. I just play rock music in a rock band. <laughs> but, um, from you know, in my experience, um, the, the, uh, the walk of faith with Christ, is, it's, a, it's a daily relationship and it's... Um, it's much like any other relationship of uh, communicating. Simply starts with a conversation, a conversation about realizing that you're in need of a Savior, which is something that I'm reminded of on a daily basis. And I haven't really met anyone who would disagree with that. You know, the idea that we're all trying to figure it out and, um, and that there is uh, a Creator that, that has the answers. And that's a, it's a conversation that, that begins... When you open that conversation, and it doesn't stop until uh, until this life ends and the next one begins. Now, uh, now, Tim, if, if um, people would like to uh, find out more about Switchfoot, there's the website switchfoot.com. Uh, you guys are big into social media. I've, I follow you on Twitter, on Facebook. You're into all of that stuff. How's all that social media changed the way you relate to your fans? Well, um, it, can, it goes back to uh, the community aspect of what we do. You know, I feel like. The people that listen to our songs, they're, they're part of our family, and many of them, we've kind of grown up together on this journey, and, and so we're always trying to break down the barrier between the stage and the crowd. You know, we're all singing the same songs, and so uh, I think those are just kind of furthering that goal that, um, you know, Twitter's great because it's, it's so real-time. We can send a message to everyone in the crowd while we're still backstage, you know, via Twitter about you know, what song should we play, that type of thing, and get an immediate response and go out and play it. And, you know, that, that's just fun. It's, it's, it's a way of continuing the dialogue. That's awesome. Now, a couple of random questions. Is it true that before you came up with the name Switchfoot, you guys were called Chin Up? Yeah, that's right. Chin Up, okay. So it's like, you know, a positive spin on life. Chin Up, mate, is that, is that what that's all about? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a play on words, like... um over here in the States, at least, a chin-up is kind of like a pull-up, uh, like an exercise. But, yeah, we kind of like the positive spin on it. It's not a name we really thought very highly of. Um, <laughs> at the time, we, you know, the band was uh, just kind of a, a fun thing that we'd do, you know, for friends and that sort of thing. And then when we decided that 
this might actually be a legitimate career. We, we figured we'd better get ourselves a real name. Now, I've also read before that your brother John's main influences are you 2 Keith Green, Bono, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, people like that. But for you, is it true you're a big Stevie Wonder fan? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, Chad, our drummer, I, I think is probably even more so than, than I am. But, um, yeah, you know, his earlier stuff like Intervision and Talking Book, he's, you know, quite the giant when it comes to musicality. And I'm actually a huge uh, Beatles, Paul McCartney, Led Zeppelin guy myself, kind of my, uh, my upbringing. Awesome. Now, I saw you perform here in Brisbane, Australia at the, the, uh, the Tivoli Oh, maybe a few years ago, and I've just got to tell you a real quick story. So I was a sales manager at a radio station, and one of my clients had just become a Christian. He was a manager of a car yard, and he was dressed in his you know suit and tie and everything, and he just started getting into Christian music, but he thought most of it was daggy, and I gave him a Switchfoot album, and he, he came to that concert dressed up in his you know business gear, and he said it was the best concert he'd ever been to in his life. Is that the kind of stories you guys love to live for? Yeah, that's really rewarding, you know, getting to talk to people after the shows and find out how the songs, how much the songs mean to them is, is really um, a big part of why we do this, you know, that, that dialogue and that connectivity. And you know, we've got some great surf beaches down here. Are you keen to come back down again at some stage? Yeah, no, we're already making plans. We're hoping to get there uh, March, maybe April of this year. Cool. Well, make sure we hook up, eh? That sounds good. All right, mate. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking to Tim Foreman from Switchfoot, one of the best bands in the world. Mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. There you can also find links to Facebook and Twitter, and also you can make a donation if you'd like. All emails will be greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining us, and remember, what's the point of getting out of bed if you can't make history? I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.